you know, you know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we go all in, you know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we go all in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the newest edition of What You've Been Missing. It is now Sunday at 9 p.m. You are now listening to the All Dressed Up podcast with your boy Have Streams. To my left, you're speaking to Kate Dizzle DC. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Heffle up. What it do, my guy? Man, what's good, Kate Dizzle? <laughs> How's everybody feeling this evening? Everybody is every, every, man, look, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling excited. I know you look, that you look um, wonderful, man. You look rested. I look rested. Yeah. I don't know. This camera giving me like drive vibes. <laughs> I don't know what it is right now. It's, you said drive yeah, vibes. Drive vibes. I feel like I'm not, I don't have the color that I need in my camera. I don't know what's going on, man. I'm going to figure oh, it out man. in a minute. Sorry. Let me fix this. Yeah. So what's okay. good, K Dizzle? Look, look, my guy. What is new is what ain't new is, um, People crumbling under pressure, so um, we're gonna get to it in a minute because that that uh, the infamous interview has been on the internet, off the internet, on the internet, off the internet. Um, the, the episode sixty six tonight is easy as not your savior in the words of Kendrick Lamar. Because <laughs> I am, we are we are ready to. Uh, I'm ready to pass the baton on my guy here because. Uh, I don't want to cancel him. I just want him to go sit in the corner for about three to six months and get his stuff together. But who am I to speak on? Other than that, man, what's going on with you? Man, you know, it's going to be a good episode. Um, if you haven't joined us already, please run on over. How you doing, Miss Heffern? If you haven't already done so, come on over to YouTube and subscribe, like, share, and comment and have fun with us. And also check us out on Instagram. We're at the all dressed up underscore podcast. The Instagram channel's been jumping, K Dizzle. A lot of fun Yo. content. Uh, a lot of conversations been going back and forth over the past couple of weeks. So keep checking us out there. But um, you know, and also put the number up because each and every Sunday night at nine, we're live. And that's the thing about this show. You can come on in, you can hit us up on the number, we'll pull you on in at 301-857-1757. And if you can't do all the above on Spotify and iTunes, what up, K? Shout out to 410 Beard. I'm putting them on the 1099 starting next week. 1099 for his services, man. Shout He's out doing to a great job, man. Shout out to 410 Beard, man. Look, look, where do you want to start, man? Where do you want let's, to start? Let's, let's have some fun, man, because I'm out here repping, right? <laughs> dip, dip set when it's repping time. When it's, when it's repping time, right? Cool. So everybody knows. <sighs> Let me start off by just getting the exhale out. Uh, come out. on in. Come on in. Episode 66 has begun. And if you haven't heard, while we were watching football, t- <laughs> AK, this sh- it's so funny, bro. Like, it's, it's pure entertainment, and I'm not even going to ramble, but I know, right? I can't retire the hat because it's pure entertainment. If you haven't found out by now, the Lakers are 0-3. Um, the Lakers are at full strength, man. Whatever you want to call their full strength, they got they got every roster that they're going to have available to them. You know, they're not in a position where they're waiting for a player to come back 4-1-0. Like, everybody's here who's going to be there. And they can't they can't hit the bra side of a barn, man. Yeah, uh, they just come back to the Wizards, bro. Your man, went 0 for 11, your man went 0 for 11 the other Hold night. up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I'm wearing the hat. Hold on, K, because you can have all the go opportunity ahead, to get it off, right? Go ahead. Go ahead. So <laughs> I can't even say it's it's nothing. It's not on LeBron. LeBron's not even playing like himself right now. He's caught the crack, the crackishness that's been catching everybody wearing a purple and gold because I mean, I, I don't know what he did. Today he shot a three coming inside the half-court line. Didn't touch. It didn't even come close, I think, to the inside circle by the rim. 
Uh, the air ball was so bad. And then you got your boy AD playing soft as baby shit. Oh my God. When he fell the other night, K Dizzle, I, I couldn't watch. I turned, I turned away. Hey, look, man. And we haven't even talked about Russell Westbrook yet. No, no. So I don't know. I'm trying to find it right now. I can't find it. But you see your boy, your boy Russ get mad at that fan. They told him he's ass. Hey man. Russ can't live, man. He's walking in the locker room. The fan says, hey, Russ, you suck ass. Oh, my gosh. Let me so, ask you a question, Kay. Would you have turned around and walked back like Russ did? Uh, he, he waited, too. He waited like an upset <laughs> first, right outside the door. First off, if you haven't saw the clip, the shit was hilarious <laughs> because I don't even think the fan knew he was coming back because like, no. what happened was he's walking in the tunnel, right? And yeah. the fan's yelling some shit, like saying he sucks ass or some shit. So, like, you see Russ go through the tunnel like he goes all the way in with security. Then all of a sudden, like a good seven seconds later, he comes back out and says, Yo. what'd you say? What'd you say? Yo, it's so funny. I can't find it right now. I'm so mad. I should have had that queued up. And then obviously the fan, the fan was shook at that point. He was like, we need you. We need you, Russ. <laughs> you shut up real quick. But, man, this is the only guy I know, future Hall of Famer, <laughs> former MVP, that can go out. Man, 410 and I, we were talking about it the other day in person. The shit was so crazy, man. He said he played solid. He got interviewed after he went 0 for 11. And all he had was two free throws. And he said he played solid. He played hard. On to the next one. With a straight face, bro. And I don't know if that's playing solid. I don't know if you can go 0 for 11 and say you played solid in 2022. <laughs> hey. You know, it's a certain level of being high within a game, right? And then imagining, imagining other things happening than what being actually high happens, or being delusional, being high in the game. I think he was probably too high thinking, thinking he played a solid game. Going oh, like adrenaline. Like no, <laughs> he must have been literally high, high on some type of controlled substance for him to think he played solid basketball going zero for eleven. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't look away. Exactly, 410. I can't look away. Can you find, see, we we, kind of limped into tonight's episode because we should have that clip too. Pat Bev alley-oop to Reeves attempt was fucking classic. The boy Pat Bev threw the oop to Reeves like he was Billy Ho from White Man Can Jump. And then he had the nerve to jump with him like he was celebrating the dunk. And it was no such a thing. Uh, yeah. Pure entertainment, man. Pure entertainment. If you want to see a team that's going to have highlights swirling around them each and every night after each and every game, find a purple and gold, man. But you know what? The Wizards <laughs> the Wizards might be 3-0. They're in a tough one. They're in a tough one with Cavs tonight. But there, here's your boy. Here's your boy. Hold on. Did I mute this site? I hope I didn't. No, I didn't. There it is. Here it is. Anderson just kind of Anderson knocked it away. Beverly, hold on. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Let me walk back upset, bro. <laughs> I'm not playing that again. <laughs> nah, it's funny as I don't know what, man. Look how he walked back so upset. Like, I can't believe this happened. The moral, oh, the moral of that story like. is know your teammates, man. Know your teammates, man. Know, know who you're going to battle with, man. But LeBron looks like he's got that, I don't know where I'm at face. You know what I'm saying? He needs somebody to come save him very soon because <laughs> I don't know, bro. But, uh, you know, the NFL, tough day. The Eagles were off, so K. Diz was happy. The O still there. Um, the O still there. You know, everything's, everything's good. I had a tough fantasy week, man, because I ain't going to lie to you. A lot of my fantasy points come from Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders <laughs> and those guys. So I saw how deep my team was today. Oh, shoot. Let me tell you, if I pull this if I pull this dub off this week with Jared Goff scoring 1.56 points, mm. okay, let me tell you what I did, okay? Um, let me tell you what I did. At the last minute, I remembered I only had one defense. So I dropped Melvin Gordon and picked up Arizona's defense. Strong. And he scored 22 points. Strong. 22 points. That's the only reason why I win this win this, uh, win this win. In my but, In my other league, yeah, I'm playing against the uh, Cowboys defense, and they torched the Detroit yeah, Lions today, man. So uh, one of the, the – the, the Lions beat themselves. If you go back and look at that game, they had a they had a fourth – they had third and goal or second and goal. They fumbled the ball on. So – uh, what you know, you have stuff like that happen. You not, it's hard to come back from, especially against that defense. So, yeah, I honestly think the Lions beat themselves. 
and then the Commanders, yeah, man. Yeah, Who would have thought? I'm picking. I'm picking. I'm picking the Packers today. Like me and my girl, we do a pool where we pick like the the games for each and every week at uh at the job. And I took the Packers. You know, I'm trying to Ooh. be a realist, man. And Taylor Heineke comes out and you know does what he does somehow, some way, and and something. There's there's some trouble in Green Bay, man. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to get into it right now. But that ayahuasca that Aaron Rodgers was smoking definitely ain't getting it done. <laughs> Yeah, they having troubles out there. Green Belt's in shambles. Green Bay's in shambles. Green Belt. Green Bay's in shambles. Well, Green Belt's always in shambles. Green Belt's always in shambles. But Green Bay is in absolute shambles. They don't know what to do. Um, You know, Aaron looked like he want to retire right now. (laughs) Tom Brady probably looked like he want to retire right now. Talk about that, man. Um, Who's going to be thirstier? Who's going to be thirstier Thursday night? Uh, the, The shorties down... The block, or or um, Tom Brady pulling up in Baltimore looking for a W because <laughs> they played the Ravens. They, they played the Ravens Thursday night in Baltimore, and Tom Brady mm-hmm. needs a win so bad. He needs a win. Yeah, he needs a win so bad before he uh he he's he can retire like midseason. <laughs> <laughs> and the defense stopped. The, the, the defense stopped defensing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, I think um I think this is this is a wild season that nobody predicted. Even though CMC went to the 49ers, the the Chiefs showed them showed everybody that they are still a way uh, a, a way to easily beat the 49ers. Everybody was hyping it up. You know, I think it's a great acquisition. I do think they mortgaged the house, uh but uh, they still have a lot of holes, even though they got everybody healthy. Just about, they have a lot of holes with that team, especially Jimmy G, because they put pressure on that guy. He folds like a cheap paper plate, and that's just that's just what it's always been. That's why they try to go to Trey Lance. So, well, they got two problems. Okay, uh, they can't stop Kansas City, and they can't score with Kansas City. So, you know, when you got one team that just has your number, nine times mm-hmm. out of ten, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. But hey, man. With that being said, we're going to roll from sports. I want to ask you a question. Sure. How much is too much child support? Or Mm. how much is not enough child support? And how do they come up with the regulations for how you divide child support payments? And if anybody in the chat knows the rules, let me know. Because <laughs> I don't I don't know when like there's a fair amount of child support being paid, but I brought this up because of what you and I were talking about. And um, I don't care. I think it's funny as shit, man, just to see <laughs> the people involved. Because 50 Cent's always a fool. And then, you know, you got him and his son, Marquise, going back and forth publicly. And apparently, the child support is just not enough. So let's let's really break down this story. He saw it's stars. Really, he, saw, he, well, he saw all the seasons of stars and power jump, and he wants some more ends. It wasn't him. It was his it was his baby mom. <laughs> so before he was 18, before he was 18, um 50 was paying them five hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm. Okay. Mm. Five hundred thousand dollars a year on child support. She came out and said to him it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. You know what he did? That's crazy. My my man's went to court himself. Like like all men should do, you know, before anything goes down, my man should went to court and the judge ordered it to be sixty seven hundred dollars a month. Sixty seven hundred dollars a month. Now I feel so I feel I so bad for that young man. Sixty seven hundred dollars a month. He can't win. The biggest fumble in history. No, he's twenty five years old, sixty sixty seven hundred dollars a month. He's saying, like you said, it is tax free, hundred percent. The fact that mere fact that you come on social media saying that you are unable to live off sixty seven hundred dollars a month is is merely just showing how out of touch you are with society and how really people live out here. And I can concur with Fifty Cent saying, "Look, he is entitled. He has no idea because Fifty came from nothing, and the only reason he has." His son, Tariq, <laughs> has all that he has is because of 50 Cent and his success and his grind and his hustle. 
So does he know what it means to work for anything? Absolutely not. Does he know what it means, you know, to to live a a a modest lifestyle? Absolutely not. Because he hasn't been taught that. When he was a kid, his mom's getting paid five hundred grand, five hundred grand a year, and so she didn't live a modest lifestyle, even though she should have. Because sooner or later, money's going to run out. Doesn't matter who your baby daddy is, money's going to run out. It's going to run short. Something's going to happen. You're going to get cut off. That kid's going to become adult, and he ain't going to get. She ain't going to get no more child support. She ain't going to get no alimony or no spousal support because they ain't there. He now looks like an idiot online. And everybody's everybody's punching him in the mouth. Poor little Tariq can't can't live off seventy thousand dollars a year when the average income in America is like forty eight, forty five thousand. Boy, the boy's twenty five years old. First and foremost, I don't know how long he's going to be getting support, but that's a lot of support. And if and if you can't maintain your lifestyle, whatever that lifestyle is, he needs to change it. I mean, you know, that's a lot of money, man. And I gotta I gotta say, like I can't say that like even if Fifty Cent was a shitty dad. That's mm-hmm. still more than enough support for any American, you know, citizen to be able to survive and to be able to get a start on life. Like if he can't afford the high ass rent in New York City, he got to move. He's got to adjust. He's got to adjust to the money that he's getting. Otherwise, if you don't want to adjust to the money that you're getting, because keep this in mind, too, because we're looking at it. We're looking at it from a from a certain specific standpoint. People are going to look at it from their own wallets. Right. This kid has been growing up and his parents, his mom has always had $500,000 a year. So he's used to a specific or a particular. He got that, he got that rug pulled from underneath him. He's, he's used to a certain level of entitlement. So as soon as the rug was pulled, the money isn't as free flowing as you're used to. Meaning you have to adjust your lifestyle and accept things that are within a budget that you set for yourself. Mm. He's never had to do that. You got to figure out if you want to live, continue that lifestyle and stop allowing it to be given to you, like 50 has tried many times, which he said himself, figure out how to make your own money. Find out how to make your own money. Man, so, 50, come on, man. Put some more money on your boy's VC. <laughs> put some more money on your boy's on. VC so Look. he can get his 2K stats up. <laughs> but I mean, I was watching it. I ain't gonna lie, man. I thought this shit was hilarious because it's it's it takes a lot of audacity to sit there and, and try to get some type of I guess uh people to feel sorry for you because hey man, you know, my dad's 50 cent and he's only giving me sixty seven hundred dollars a month or whatever, and he's this and that. Like that's that's that entitlement, like. I get it. Like, it's always good. Like we always say to set up our generations and that generational wealth thing is is the new term that everybody's talking about. But you got to still have some type of personal uh, talent. You got to bring something to the table or some type of (laughs) self-worth or or you just can't sit back and complain because you ain't getting, you know, 500 grand a year. That's not a this the child support is not a revenue stream that you created. It's something that was given to you. So now you got to create a whole new revenue stream. Do something for yourself. Period, my guy. You know what I mean? You out here looking dumb as a box of rocks out here. And unfortunately, the internet is forever. So you'll be get you'll be getting memes on that forever. Forever. Ever, my guy. So um it's almost as bad as uh Diddy, Diddy Combs, I mean, King Combs, almost as bad as King Combs, bro. I just finally heard, I, I don't mean to switch, switch, you know, topics, but I just finally heard. Have you heard King Combs single with Kodak Black? No. Okay. I'm glad you haven't. Okay. that And that just shows he's doing shows on this, on this single, bro. Okay. And it's a mix of, it's like three or four different old school songs. Not they together, keep trying to like, give him the classics. Yeah, with a little Kim, with a little Kim harmony sprinkled on the backside. It's so retarded. It sounds so trashy. I shouldn't say that, but I am because it's terrible. For, to me, it sounds terrible. And this kid is, this kid is, uh, he doing tours on it. And then he's just like, "All right, have your way." I mean, you can't, well, you can't you know, be mad at at him using. I'm not mad at him using his resources, man. Obviously, he probably wants to be a star. He's got his dad right there. He's got the access to the shit. I mean. I don't see it, but I'm not going to hate on on Diddy Jr. or King Combs or whatever it is. I know one thing. I've been seeing uh, a lot of Mary J. Blige dancer rating 
<laughs> I saw her on stage again. I don't know where it was not to change your topic. <laughs> no. Puffy showed up and they was doing the Watusi, the Uwap, and and the uh the heel toe. Yeah, did it. Yeah, he was out there doing yeah the two step in the in the in the worst way. They were looking, they were looking really aged out there. Hey, four one zero said he needs like, another career. <laughs> he does need another career. He's looking. He's looking on the. Um, he's getting into that upper echelon. You know, we, we're gonna start saying saying his name just as much as we say Dion Warwick. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, what's up, Day Day? What's going on? But did it? Yeah, he need to stay off stage. Go do your corporate life thing, bro. Just stay out of there. Stay Him and his there. son. His son needs to let it go too. But I'm sure. <laughs> but I'm sure his son's getting more than sixty seven hundred dollars a month. Because, oh, he's getting more than because he's out there trying. He's out there working mm-hmm. his shoulders, doing the Diddy Bop. <laughs> so shout out to King Combs, man. I, I appreciate and respect your grind. You ain't sitting back waiting for no check. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shout out to your boy. Man. All right. Hey, which? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go so ahead. look, man. So this is what. This is what I want to talk about because it's just been something that I think we have to talk about it because we're in the media space. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've been hearing a, this word thrown around a lot lately. And the word that I'm going to say is platform. Um, okay. You know, everybody now has this proverbial platform. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, if it's big or small, if it's like us, if we got three people in a chat on a Sunday or if it's, you know, uh, Charlemagne, you know, everybody mm-hmm. has this platform now. And it's almost like what you choose to do with your platform represents you or you have to stand behind everything that you have uh, as far as, you know, what you present in the media. And <clears throat> not to ramble, but everybody's talking about, obviously, Kanye West, hate him or love him, if you get tired of hearing about it or not. People are still talking about it. And I'm not going to get in mm-hmm. too deep on what he was saying in the last couple of interviews or what he's been, uh, you know, how he's been turning heads or whatnot. My, my whole thing is about the Nori situation. Like Nori has the drink chance podcast. It's the biggest podcast yeah. in the world. Uh, Kanye is getting canceled and people are pulling him for media platforms because of his anti-Semitic remarks that he's made over the past couple of weeks. Uh, on top of other political things that he said that's throwing people off. Um, so my biggest thing is Nori has him on the episode, mm-hmm. right? And obviously they're the biggest podcast in the world. The premise of the podcast is people come on, they talk about, you know, the history of how they've gotten to where they become. Um, the theme is they try to give people their flowers while they're here, while they can. And they have fun over conversation with a lot of alcohol and, and we smoking. And mm-hmm. a lot of people have said, first and foremost, that Nori probably shouldn't have had Kanye West on his on his podcast. That's the mm-hmm. first thing. The second thing is, as the interview went on, a lot of people are talking about how Nori should have checked Kanye West on some of the things he said or provided pushback on a lot of the things that Kanye said during the interview. That's the mm-hmm. second part because the whole flip side to that portion of it is Kanye came in off the strength of I walk out. If anything doesn't go my way, you know, essentially I roll the fuck out. Right. And then third, lastly, it should have been pulled because the mm-hmm. interview was completed. Uh, it actually did come on the air on YouTube. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had the chance to download it before it was taken down and re-upload it right. so they can get tons of views and subscribers. So a lot of people saw the interview after the fact, not even on Revolt. Um, so so let's let's dive into it, man. Let's talk about it. If anybody has any opinions or comments, come on through in the chat. Text us, let us know. But uh, let's talk about the first part, K-Dizzle. Let, let's say about just taking <clears throat> just taking right now the controversial the controversial interview. Like, how do you mm-hmm. feel about providing a platform to a person like Kanye or anybody of of a person that can be offensive coming in the gate? If you know if you know of this person's history and this person's reputation, would you personally interview them, or would you have second thoughts based on that? No, I didn't interview. Him. 
okay. I didn't interview him just just off the strength of, um, you know, one, it's it, it's exposure, and two, if you have a you have that man on your platform, it just takes your platform to an entirely different, entirely next level. Now, what the reason why I would do it too is. I don't know. Have you seen the interview? Have you watched the entire thing? I didn't see the entire Drink Champs interview. I saw portions of it. I did see a large portion of the Piers Morgan interview. Okay. I've only, I, I started watching the Drink Champs um, podcast and, you know, the pod, the podcast, and I can only get through about 48 minutes of a three hour, a three hour podcast with Kanye West. And what, the road bumps that I continue to keep hitting was because his thought patterns and the, the things and the uh, views he wanted to express were so scatterbrained. We kept jumping from A to Y to W to M to Q, and it kept going back and forth that it's hard for you to actually not only just take him serious, but listen, listen to what he's trying to say with genuine intent because I'm unable to follow it. And it sounds like to me, it sounds like gibberish. It sounds like it's it does sound like when you if you sit down and listen to it, it sounds like the hobo on the street that's trying to tell you everything about life in the five minutes that he has your attention. If that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be uh, with a guy like Kanye West uh, and you have to kind of. You have to let you have to figure out how to um, how how to gain control of the interview because if you see most of the interviews that he he's ever went on, he's never listening to the people that he's on the show with. He's always over talking or he's always uh, following through his entire conversation without listening to the other side of what's going on because he doesn't want to listen. If you go watch any and all of his interviews. He's never really listening to the person that he's talking to. He's only pushing his point of view. And that's the only thing that means or matters anything to him. So how do you, how do you interview a guy like that? You, you, you really don't. You only give him a platform to spew more out information that he wants to spew out and whatever truths he feel he, he has to expose um, to the, to the larger, to the larger group of people who don't know like us. So, I think there's a lot of truth in the things that he's saying. Unfortunately, because of the way that he's trying to give the message, that it's not coming across um, to where people can can people can receive it in the most positive way. Let me inter- either you're going to get. Go ahead. No, I was going to say let me interject right there because you made really good points. And the one thing I wanted to say before I forget is when you when you give a person like him that platform and that space to talk, and like you said, spew all that that bullshit, um, it's hard to, one, take control. You know, mm-hmm. you you really won't get, a, a, I guess, a genuine Kanye interview or conversation if you control it because he's not going to participate. Like you Correct. said, Correct. like you said, bro, like he won't listen. You know what I'm saying? So right. if you take control of the interview, it's going to be the Marcus show. Uh-huh. It's going to be the K Dizzle show. It's not going to be Kanye at that point. And then if you give him the free flow and platform, he becomes uneditable. Right. Because like you right. said, he's so sporadic with his thought process and the way he talks. If you edited down the conversation, it would be so out of context. You would just see mm-hmm. it all over the place. It would, it would be like soundbite after soundbite after soundbite. Yep. So you almost got to sit down with the guy and hit him with 21 questions. And hope he answers well, as many of them as you possibly can get him to, or he's just going to take the interview and do what he did. Yeah, the only way you really you really start the only way you can have an interview with Kanye West is to put him with someone away who with whom he respects. He respects to a certain degree where he's going to allow that person to have a conversation or talk or ask questions in which he'll respond. You know, he has to respond and doesn't pull pull back or push back or redirect it to another place. Somebody like, um, you know, somebody like, you know, Jay-Z has to be the one to sit down and have that conversation with him. You know what I'm saying? You know what? I don't think I don't think there's anyone else that he would sit down and really just listen, be quiet and, uh, and pay attention and and um 
hear that other person out. It depends on what you want, though, bro. Like, like if you put them on a, a podcast called The Drink Champs, and mm-hmm. you get them drunk, and you get them talking about shit that he's passionate about, and you don't check them, that's what you're going to mm-hmm. get. That's what yeah. you're going to get. And, you know, Nori comes out and he apologizes for it. Other other Why? other big other big podcasters to answer your question, in my opinion, it's because of the pushback. Everybody's afraid of because Kanye's spreading his vitriol, are you gonna be tied to it because you provided a platform? And that's a mm-hmm. and that's another question too. Like if I provide the platform, am I responsible for his thoughts and actions? Because in most interviews, people always used to preface it with that caption, I'm not responsible mm-hmm. for yeah, you know, the views and opinions aren't yeah. you know for the views and, and that's and the thing. Yeah. So if I give him the opportunity to express himself and I disagree, am I now tied to the fact that oh I should cancel this because I disagree? Like you have mm-hmm. to have some type of thought process in the back of your mind that like this is probably not gonna go well. So oh yeah. With when you open the door to that, I think these professionals know better. Mm-hmm. They know they know. They know uh, very well what they're doing, and it's not just mm-hmm. Nori and DJ EFN and Kanye sitting in that room. There's about 30, right. 40 people in that room, you know, with all that alcohol, right. and, and and they know what they're getting into. And and my biggest thing is what pisses so, me off is, you know, Puffy pulls it because obviously Kanye's talking big shit about Puff mm-hmm. and it's on revolt. So he pulls it. Nori comes out and apologizes to save face. He looks stupid as shit. Right. In my opinion. And I'll let you talk about that. He's saving face for Puffy and for Revolt. And then all this does is it shoots Kanye over to the next person who'll interview him. And then yep. you'll have a person like Joe Budden posture because it's a four or five media head race on who's number one. Mm-hmm. And now they can sit there and kick Nori and the drink champs and Revolt while they're down because right. they took the show. But then you got Pierce Morgan with his uncensored show, and he's got Kanye up there for two hours having a full interview to the point to where at the end it pissed me off because I looked at my girl, Shanae, and I said, see, that's what I didn't want to see. As mm-hmm. crazy as Kanye is, towards the end of the interview, he's sitting there kissing Piers Morgan's ass, talking about, you know, help me, you know, get the contracts in the, in the music industry straight. Help me, Piers. You know, when it comes to all this bad business and you know can you get your people to, to help me and i'm just sitting there looking at this like, <laughs> bro you you're sitting here asking for pierce morgan's help and then you just told him 10 minutes ago he wasn't shit because you had more money than him like it's the, that that's the problem for me it's like one minute he can say something and honestly makes sense like oh well you know the jews own everything very true jewish mm-hmm. jewish people own a lot and then he goes and he says Help me, Piers Morgan. <laughs> get the, get, you know, it's just it's crazy, and it's funny how now all of a sudden they'll give him that platform to make him make a fool of himself. But Nori's out there apologizing. Yeah, it's only two. It's only two ways when you hear Kanye. You only got two different mm-hmm. types. Either you got the hoteps that are just just living and dying off 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 of his words now, <laughs> just taking it to the next level. Or, or you got the people that just think he's just lost it, you know, and it, the people in between are like, I'm tired. I'm tired of this guy just um, getting on and just rambling because I honestly went in to watch that drink champs to really try to listen uh, with intent to understand what this guy was saying. And I couldn't get through 46 minutes of the interview with drink champs, man. It was just that bad. It was to the point where, um, you know, because one, we're talking about how Jews own everything. Two, we're talking about how black people get into bad contracts. Mm-hmm. Three, we're talking about um, Kim Kardashian's wife. And we're, we're talking about that all in the span of 46 minutes. And I still got two and a half, almost two over two and a half hours to go. And, and then we're going into another one. I'm like, bro, I can't. I'm, I don't have enough mental space to, to absorb all of this. It's like it's like really trying to sit. It's like trying to sit a white person down and making them making them learn four hundred years of slavery in three hours. They can't. They're not physically capable of absorbing all that information. They're gonna lose their minds on it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just one of those things where you say, okay, slow down, slow down, slow down, piecemeal it one by one. 
so that we understand. Give me, give me all of it right here, and then tell me what the solution is at that point. The other part is he's not offering solutions. He's only telling you what's wrong. He's only pointing at the things that he, the inequity that he sees, but he's not giving any solutions outside of it. Outside of he's got the platform and the money, and he could speak these things. You know, on the outside so, looking in, K, uh, with me just imagining because I'm nowhere near that that level of celebrity and 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 rich, uh, but it's scary to to think uh, what he's probably experiencing because he, he's just mm-hmm. he's just quote unquote genius, right? He's got all this mm-hmm. success and fame, uh, twenty years in the music industry, uh, ties with all these real big. Um, you know, high uh, fashion brands and iconic brands and things of that nature. And I know he's seen some shit. Like, I mm-hmm. know he's seen some shit and he's experienced some things that he could actually share to us that could be very valuable. Right. Because he's been in those rooms that we're not in. He's talked to those people who have those positions that, that mm-hmm. we don't have. And it's his delivery. You know, yeah. you can't you can't get to that level and just all of a sudden put your put your middle finger up at everybody and say you can't tell me nothing like he made that song mm-hmm. wait till i get my money right <laughs> yeah and now he's ba- and that's basically how he's carrying it yeah, he's carrying it basically how he's carrying it um no truer words than the honorary biggie smalls in his in his um one of his one of his greatest songs to date <laughs> was it his songs probably diddy and mason's mo money Mo problems and he's just exposing the problems that he sees with the more money that comes he is a part of the problem he is talking about i concur 110 percent. he's trying to expose it from the inside but yet he's a part of the same part of the same issue and all all you um, ever hear him all you ever hear him say is how he wants somebody to help him you know he's always he's always what? getting to a position to ask a person of some type of importance to him for help Help him do what? I don't know. There's nothing. You sharing the information is one thing. Just once you share the information, just share it. You, you're trying to change how people operate just because you're talking about it. Or you just continue to share the information. And then the more people that hear the information, the better that people will act on it and then make better decisions from there. We can see that in music as it is today. Nobody is going to a label. Okay, in music, nobody's going to a label unless they have a certain amount of followers and they have a certain package together where they can go and get distribution and distribution only. That's what they're taking. They're taking their entire package. They're building themselves up and then going to negotiate their contract with the labels now so they can get their money up front. So 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 the information has been shared. It's constantly being shared. And we just got to, as long as it's continuing to be shared, people can make the better decisions, the right decisions on how to move forward within those systems, within those systems. So, look, yay, I need you to find, I need you to sit down and make a PowerPoint presentation. Slow down. About all the stuff that you want to make with all the stuff you want to tell people about with bulletin points. Okay. Put it on YouTube as a presentation. Okay. Get in front of a whiteboard with a stick. And then should do it that way. If you want to get your word out, just do it that way. You want to talk about all those certain different things. You want to talk, uh, you know, if people want to consider your stuff anti-Semitic, you know, Semitic, then say it in a way that they don't consider it anti-Semitic. Okay. We we know a lot of the stuff that you're speaking is 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 a truthful message. It is because of your your delivery is why it's falling on a lot of deaf ears. Self-destruction 101. The Yay Edition. That might be the name of his newest album. You know, I saw some crap about Watch the Throne too, but I don't. I don't believe it. Um, these rappers are going to still. A lot of them are still going to sign BS deals because they're going to take advantage of them. But those are the people who don't have their business together. This always going to happen, and it's still happening to this day. But there are a lot more that aren't getting shafted than there are that are getting shafted. There's there's still plenty of people that are on the shelf at a bunch of labels that have two or three years, you know, waiting for their contract to expire. I'm telling you right now, there's people that were signed up for six, seven year deals that that ain't do nothing but write hits for everybody else that are coming out. Money Long is one of I don't know if her I don't know how her label, her deal started. Hopefully she went in 100 percent as just a just a writer and didn't get hit with one of them deals. But 
look, uh, just keep sharing the information. Keep sharing the information, but do it the right way. Fix your delivery, eh? And then maybe you can help a lot more people than what you're doing right now. Or maybe, maybe, it'll help maybe or maybe come to the table with a solution. You know, stop always talking about all the problems that you're facing when you're in these rooms and these boardrooms trying to get all this money from these Europeans and come up with some solutions, man. Um, you know, start your own like he did Donda. I think that's a great step. You know, the Donda school that he's working on, like that's that's something mm-hmm. good for him. Like stay in that direction. But, you know, wanted to talk about it because we're in this space where we have a platform and um, I would interview Kanye. And mm-hmm. if I had the opportunity, I would give Kanye pushback if I disagreed. If I interviewed anybody and I disagreed with them and I had an opinion on something, I wouldn't be afraid to state my opinion if they said they would walk out. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it's just- easy for me to say that now because I'm just sitting here talking to you, but I can't imagine myself watching how I talk or, or walking on eggshells because a person's going to end the interview. No, a lie is a lie. What you know, the eyes lie. You got to call it. You got you to call it out where it is. Um, shout out to Gilly the Kid, by the way. You know, getting that deal. You know, it's hundred million dollar deal. Nori's trying to hold on to that income. A hundred and ten percent. Can't reel it back now. Uh, but at the same time, Nori, you got a responsibility. You got a responsibility to, if you're going to do that video, you got to take all your feelings aside, uh, and you got to call. You gotta you gotta call out a lie when it lies a lie. Well, you gotta say, hey, we're not gonna talk about that right now, or we're not gonna get into that part of it right now. If you think that it's outside, it's you know outside the realm of what you should be talking, you know. So it's the same way. It's the same reason why people put used to put Trump on stage or used to interview Trump because yeah, one you don't most people didn't want to give him a platform because then he was talking about trash. Um, secondly. You got to talk to him because people want to know what he's going to say. He was geeking for that. Yeah. So answer my, so answer this question, Arizona, since now you're joining us. Um, will they regret pulling the interview? Now that everybody else has played it, uh, will Noe regret pulling the interview and apologizing for Puffy? I think I that's a think bad look. His, um, I think it's a bad look, man. I don't think it was... Um, I don't think he, it was his choice. So you don't see, I don't, it might not have been his choice either, but you don't see any pushback from him having to sit there and, and make that apology. Uh, it's always going to be pushback from, from making an apology. I think the, the biggest thing was um, they did so much uh, promo for this interview coming out. It was part you know, three. Oh, we did this. We did this. We did that. We got to hold off on it. They they did the same thing with the Dave Chappelle one, you know, and they're still doing that with Dave Chappelle one. I think they had they probably had a great interview, but um, based on the timing and some of the things they were talking about, I think they they felt that was it was too insensitive at the time. But you know, Joe Budden made a good point, and he said that when he's had his uh, exclusive interviews, he has a process to where it gets viewed by multiple levels of people. And including yeah. lawyers, the label, you know what I'm saying, the owners, because you can sit there and play the interview and find different moments and be like, up, oh, you know, clip that, uh, watch that, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like you said, they just kind of, they kind of rushed it. I don't know if there'll be any residual uh, blowback for that with the um, the Drink Champs podcast because you kind of lose your credibility. And I don't know if they could have still had an episode without the alcohol involved at all. Like, do you think they should have had the first sober episode? No, don't change. Don't change your um, don't change your format just because of one person. You should never do that. You should just keep doing what you're doing, and what comes of it comes of it because that's the thing that's kept you successful from there. Um, the biggest part is just you know putting all the hype around and putting them on, uh, putting it on and off, and just doing it that doing that way, and then pulling it. Just put it out there. If you're gonna do it, just pull it out there. Don't um don't stress over what's being done or how it's done. It is it is what it is. Everybody's looking for it. Just do it. Just do it. So look, um, Kanye ain't going nowhere. Talking publicly <laughs> and drinking is kind of a bad idea, which is exactly why they do the show the way that they do. We're gonna change uh, our podcast name to Talking Publicly and Drinking. That's the, that's the new <laughs> podcast title. I love it, Arizona. Talking publicly and drinking. Talking publicly and drinking. T-pad. Um, so I saw yeah. something that, that I thought was interesting, right? 
What's that? Switching gears a little bit. Um, no, he won't. They don't care. Exactly. Um, Drake and Twenty One are coming together and doing a, a joint album. Of all people, uh, Twenty One Savage uh, on the low has been on the charts a lot, and he he always puts out a song where he's always teetering in, in the top ten and top twenty. Uh, he did go platinum with a couple of his tracks. He's waiting to a point where now he's doing an album with Drake. What you think about that? I don't know. I don't know about Drake. You Drake know. and 21 Savage. I saw it and I was like, uh-oh. I was talking to my girl again. I said, here he goes, jumping on somebody else to suck the life out of their career. Yeah. We give him I another yeah. another year or two. Another year or two. I don't, you know. He's turning into that guy. <laughs> he said, Arizona <laughs> say two suckers on one CD. He's turning into that. I ain't going that far. He's turning into it like, like, like Frogger. Like he's just jumping on the next sleep pad to get to the next point in his career. And he's trying to stay fresh. And I guess that's the way he's going to make his CD more street. Let's put 21 Savage on it. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, um, I think Drake is that's a Drake funny is ass at answer. the end of his road. I think it's. I think he's at the end of his road. Nah, you're just um, old, Kate. We're just old. Is it? Is it? Is it because I'm just old? Or is it you because thought, he's thought, getting older? You thought Jeezy. You thought Jeezy was at the end of his rope, and he just came out with a gangster grills. Jeezy is at the end. Of his rope, <laughs> you ain't listen to. You didn't listen to the new gangster grills. No, I ain't listened to the new gangster. DJ man. drama. Featuring Jeezy, no. Snowfall, no. Gangsta Grills, Snowfall, no. Mm-mm. Man, when I played, no, when I played that. the, when pass I played the, when I played the album, because it's not even like a mixtape like it used to be. When I streamed the album, it, it, it felt like 2007 again. It felt like 2008. He was talking that he was talking that shit, but he was talking about how he's a businessman. He don't mm-hmm. need the street cred to buy what he needs to buy. He ain't been okay. out here. He ain't been out here posting for people like me and you, Kermit, for us to see all that he's been doing. He's out here doing business. I don't moves, care about that. You know? No, he's talking about posting for the young kids. I don't no, We don't care about that. We, you know, as us adults, you know, who grew up on Jeezy, I, but, you know, Snowfall's probably fire. I just, I have not taken the opportunity to chance. The same way I haven't watched Dom Right. You got to be in a certain headspace to listen to that music. You got to literally be in a certain mindset of headspace. No one is thinking about the EPs being pulled. The episodes being pulled. Next one's just drop a Shaq and Migos out. Look, um, yes, I think they're a little bit longer than two, uh, these folks. I think Drake getting on with 21 Savage does not help 21 Savage. I think it helps Drake more than it helps 21 Good Savage than anything else. Good point. Um, I feel the same way. So, I feel the same damn way. How did Drake's How did Drake's last album do? His best song had Twenty One Savage on it. I mean, he going back to the well like hard. He don't need the money, so I don't know why he's doing it. And you know, another I thing too, why. man. They need to stop talking so much, man. All this, all this craziness, are causing these artists to talk too much. Now Kanye's talking about Drake's the best rapper of all time. He's talking about Drake wrote Thirty Hours. Like I don't want to hear all the other. Thank you. Undercover Thank shit. You. Thank you, 410. Until Drake drops a full rap album, I don't want to hear he's any never dropped music he's never dropped a full him. rap album. What are y'all talking about? That is true. That is true. I, I he's, never he's never dropped a full rap album. He's never been a rapper. Now that I think about that. He's never dropped a whole rap a whole rap album. You know, Drake has has bamboozled us for years. He really <laughs> says he says cool things. Like, I know a lot of Drake stands, right? Not to go off on a tangent, Kate, does it? The great light-skinned caper is what bruh, it is. Bruh, he, he says these these quotes that they love, and they take, and they'll be, like, tweeting to all their friends in the group chat, like, did you hear what Drake said? And then, like, if I give, like, the side eye, then people start talking shit to me, like, I thought you like it, because you like skin. And I don't have to love everything Drake says, you know? Hey, hey. They heard Poppy outside. <laughs> it's getting, it's real, getting hoppy real hoppy outside. outside. <laughs> let's come up with the top. Like let's come up with the worst, down. the worst Drake punchlines <laughs> of all time. Let's do that. That'll be a fun episode. Oh my god! Then we'll really get charged. I with the haters. Stop. 
Yeah, I gotta stop. My man, you know, my man, all of the um, my man said it's all the girl, um, allegations. Yeah, all the allegations of him stealing everybody else's lines are are true and factual. So, so I mean, it's just it's just artistic incorporation man. Of, of individuals elect elect intellectual property. It's just what my man does. That industry plan, my guy does, bro. That industry plan industry has plan. been watered and has grown <laughs> into. Great. An industry the garden, light skin caper <laughs> of the of the decades. You didn't think of the past two decades. You didn't think he'd be able to put up a catalog against the Jay Z and against the Lil Wayne when he first came out. How dare Kanye West say he is the greatest rapper of all time? That's when he lost me. I think that was the forty six minute mark. <laughs> Stop watching. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad for it's bad for the rap game. To make comments like that, yeah, I'm I'm out I'm I'm out cold on that. So, what if, you know what one of the things we get we you talked about last week that we we have to do we have to do Sean was whose whose music did not uh, age well? You say did not age well. Whose music didn't age well? Oh, so I'm going through a phone and she go to the bathroom and her purse right there. I don't trust these hoes at all. That is a Drake bar. That is a light skin bar too. <laughs> oh they expect me to love it, man. I gotta, I gotta be an ambassador. That's that's one of the most light skin bars I've ever heard in my life. You only know, you know, that he raps on features. You're right. I'll tell you, I'll tell you on one thing. The last time he rapped was in that song with um, uh, Jack Harlow. In hindsight, I think he really tried to outrap Jack Harlow on that track. What Jack Harlow, the um song on his album, uh, Churchill Downs. Nah, that Jack Harlow's nah. album, Drake. Drake rapped for about a good two and a half minutes on that, and I haven't seen or heard from Jack Harlow since. Again, Jack Jack Harlow has got out of the streets because he's getting paid off of uh, glamorous right now. He was in, he, ain't, he ain't got to do nothing else. He was in a two K commercial. Exactly. It's not he don't gotta do nothing else right now. He just live off the glamorous album. The Fergie, the Fergie reference. Which I which I wasn't a super fan of. But, but one hey, thing we I? can't one it's thing an old guy. one thing we can't allow people to do. The same way we gotta let these kids live, we can't let these kids shit on the older artists, man. No. Gotta be in some way, shape, or form protecting you know, our music we came up on, even though a lot of that shit didn't age well. Like we said, Ludacris, that Stop. shit did not age well. Stop. Don't come over here playing no Ludacris. If I see you pull up in my neighborhood playing move, bitch, get out the way. I'm going to ask you a question when you park the car. <laughs> How you feeling today, K-Dizzle? No, man. No, see, you're going to make me find some, some decent Ludacris tracks, but we ain't going to go there right now. We're gonna go there right now. We're just gonna let you have your say on that. Okay. Um, who else didn't age well? Let's talk about it. Who else didn't age well? Rap, who you got? I know for sure. Um, he's like a one hit wonder, so I don't, you know, he'll count. Young Jock, man, young Jock, young Jock, young Jock has well. some hits, man. I got a, I got I got a question for you. Name of other than it's going down. Any mini money mo. I know no, I know you see it. I know you see it. not I know you see it. Any mini money. <laughs> you only know that because of payola, because they kept playing it on the radio. That's it. All right, Chingy, of course. Chingy did not. Like the way they do that right there. <laughs> Anybody from St. Louis? Hey, I hope ain't nobody <laughs> watching from St. Louis. With a gun hey. play, rain all day. All right. He's doing he's doing major things in the industry now, but he did not age well at all because he only had one hit. Rap winter. music did that not age boy. well from St. Louis. That would be your boy Youngberg. Well, he produces Youngberg, aka uh, aka Hitmaker now. Yeah, Youngberg. He had one song, and that was Sexy Lady. Uh, I'm telling you, man, the worst as far as aging and where they're going to be looked back at in hip-hop is Eminem, bro. 
It's the worst. Like, wow. Nobody's going to feel the Eminem wave unless you live through it. Unless you live through it, 100%. Anybody looking I, I, back at Eminem is going to clown us for being big Eminem fans because nobody's going to be riding on lyrics like <laughs> like we all like we always used to. Yeah. And he had um, and he had no radio playing hits. And he's on Yeah, he did. He did have some radio hits. Nothing that um, would have been replayable for the kids today. No, there's nothing there's nothing in his um Unless he did a song with Dre that was really good, there's nothing replayable in his entire arsenal. Nothing. <laughs> unfortunately. Nothing. Unfortunately. Uh, that's why he gets clowned the way he does. Mystical rape lyrics. Anybody from No Limit, they all they all age age hard. Mystical loss is mine. Um one person that I can say without a doubt is always, always forever be timeless. Okay. Is Scarface. Yeah. Okay. Why are you bringing Scarface. up? Why are you bringing up Scarface in this? I'm sorry, he just came to mind. I thought about all of his hits all at one time. Legend, just flooded my flooded my cerebral right there. I, I would I would give you a strong ten, Scarface uh, list. Oh, without a doubt. But uh, what about Chameleonette coming out? I don't know where this video came from, but it's been going around IG talking about the music business and how he hired auditors to look through his deal and. The auditors found found $600,000, allegedly, of lost money. Mm-hmm. And when he went to the label, they squared him up. And they basically dropped him, or they wanted because to drop that. him because of it. And they said, or I think he had said to them he wanted to be let go, or he would tell everybody on the label how to do the same thing. Mm. That sounds about right. They let him out his deal. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I'm gonna give you one. Hold on. I'm gonna give you one that had a very short, very short highlight, a very short limelight, but it's still timeless. You ready? So we're talking about Thomas music now. No, I'm, I'm that that did age well. That did age well. Okay. Very short time. Very short um, spotlight. Music that Paul aged Wall. like fine. Paul wine. Wall. Paul Wall, man, is. Uh, very underrated rapper, one of the best, oh, wow. one of the best white rappers of all time on a short list, and he spits, and he just was on a track with Toby, just, Toby and Igwe last year. You could still pull up a Paul Wall song and play it and be all right. Even the even grills, he the disco grills, ball in his mouth and seeing you wait, he's balling. <laughs> sitting <Yeah>. sideways. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, play a Paul Wall song. It's nostalgic. It'll make you like. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we we look, that's going to be, we got to do next week. That's what next week's going to be. Bubba Sparks didn't age well at all. No. Bubba Sparks didn't. No. Bubba Sparks, <laughs> Bubba Sparks aged bad out the gate. Out the gate. Out the gate. He's, he's on the same level as Magoo. Okay. This fool, he's on, this fool Bubba had Sparks a song. And Magoo. Same thing. His hook was booty, 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 rocking everywhere. You booty, 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 rocking everywhere. That yeah. shit's terrible, bro. Yeah. No. But look, Paul Wall is, cool, is a cool bubble. Nah, Shut man. Up. He's way, way ahead of Bubba Sparks, bro. <laughs> hey, have tell him where to find us. Bro. Find us. Because Arizona Raw. Find, find us find on YouTube that. each and every Sunday night at 9 o'clock at the ADU podcast. And definitely check us out on Instagram at the all dressed up underscore podcast. The page is jumping. Uh, you know, shoot us some thoughts and ideas, comment, have fun with us, and check us out on Spotify and iTunes if your ass was too lazy and you couldn't get with us live <laughs> on Sunday night at nine. <laughs> My man went out of pocket right there. All the links are right there. Just check out Insta bio right there. Hef. <laughs> we love y'all we love y'all we'll see we got more coming for you we're gonna put up some more vids cuts i've been going to school gonna do my master classes getting ready so you'll see a lot more information from us man uh what's the parting words we can get to people today young jock's a legend man have streams k does a dc we'll holla at you next week you know you know they know, they know, they know, and we know, we go all in, we know, and I know.